What is up, guys? This is Scott from Iron Legion. This is episode 332 of the Not Born This Way podcast, official podcast of the Iron Legion Strength Company and Not Born This Way brand apparel. All right, so guys, uh, I'm on a dog walk here, so apologize for the usual background noise. Um, and as you know, I have not done very many of these lately, nor have I started using my fancy new podcast equipment or had any guests on zoom and let me explain that for a minute um what i realized recently and this is why it's good to have somebody in your corner who can like set you straight and that's my wife for me is that i was doing too many things and uh and i like doing a lot of different stuff but i i realized that i was doing them all um kind of mediocre in my opinion right so for example, I recently uh, paused my online coaching group because I felt like I wasn't able to give the appropriate attention and um, value to the people in that group, right? Um, you know, I just bought all this podcast stuff because I want to become, make this podcast more official and have guests and things like that, right? Like I have, I have uh, dreams of this Joe Rogan thing. But at the same time, I'm trying to run an apparel company by myself, um, which I'm doing a shit job of. Um, I'm still pretty involved in the Iron Legion Strength Company, Westbrook. We're growing our franchise company with our first location in Scarborough. So, um, you know, my wife was like, how many things are you going to try to focus on at once? And if you think about the nature of the word focus, uh, you can't really focus on numerous things at once. That's the whole point of focus, right? So uh, what what she was basically calling me out on is having like all these irons in the fire, but like honestly not doing a great job at any of them, like doing a decent job at all of them, you know, which is kind of cool. But I don't want to do just a decent job. I want to, you know, crush things. So I'm cutting back so I can really focus on Iron Legion Westbrook and you know same time focus on the franchise company and helping Andrew get Scarborough uh, up and running full speed and everything else has to take a little bit of a back seat while I do that right um so uh like I'm trying to find ways to kind of delegate automate as much as I can with the apparel company so that that can keep going um but that's really just like a passion project for me it's not really uh anything that's very financially lucrative at the moment um primarily because i can't focus on it or build it to the scale that it would need to be to actually make a lot of money so right now it's just something that i think is cool i know that people like uh, i enjoy doing but uh, it's not at the moment worth doing as like a detriment like if it's detrimental to the other things then it's not worth it so that would be like one of the first things i wanted to mention today was just like really being able to recognize you know i think we we have a tendency to either not be doing anything or all of a sudden we're doing too many things right um you know this jack of all trades master none type of deal 
Uh, and one of the things I've noticed about myself throughout my life in that realm is jack of all trades is a whole lot easier than being a master, right? So it's really easy to get interested in something and achieve a, a, a low level of proficiency in it. But when you want to get past that beginner, intermediate level of knowledge, mastery, expertise, it gets hard. And it requires focus and time and, and effort. And then a lot of times it's like, oh, this was fun until it got hard. Now it's not fun anymore, right? So we have this tendency to try and start a little, a lot of things. And then, you know, we, we think that we're bored or we don't like it anymore. But part, maybe that's true sometimes. But part of it is we just uh, all of a sudden realize it's going to be a lot of fucking work to be good at X, Y, Z. And I know that I'm, I'm guilty of that. So I will have this tendency to do a lot of things uh, at a mediocre level and then move on when it starts to get too hard. Um, and I could trace that back to, you know, sports and workout routines and businesses and hobbies and interests and so forth. So anyway, uh, you know, self, self-audit self yourself and see like, hey, am I just getting bored and changing my interests based on when they become difficult? But what I really wanted to talk about today, I'm going to save that as, an, as another podcast. What I really wanted to talk about today was, uh, so if you're in, you know, the kind of inner circle here or paying attention, uh, you'll know that we did a pretty awesome charity event yesterday called Battle in the Brook, which was a charity like field day, uh, raising money for two local families that uh, are having some issues that could need our help. So a little backstory on this is about five years ago, we started doing Operation Change. So um, if I really dial it back, way back in like when I was like probably 27 and I worked at a gym in New Jersey and I was a bodybuilder at the time competing in, in uh, you know, amateur local and state level competitions. Uh, when I would be training for contests, you know, a lot of people in the gym would be interested in it, but they just kind of weren't at the level that they could compete in uh, like a sanctioned organized bodybuilding contest, right? Like they had, you know, decent like gym bodies, but they just weren't at the level they could go compete where I was. But they wanted to like understand how to do a diet, understand how to prep for a contest. So we started running this like little, actually the, the best part about it was I think two guys that worked with me decided to like see who could get abs for the summer or something like that, right? And I was training for a bodybuilding contest at the same time. So I said, all right, I'll make you guys a deal. You guys, you know, the same like week of my bodybuilding contest, you guys will have like a best abs contest and we'll, you know, we'll give, uh, you know, you guys put 50 bucks in each and and whoever wins gets the 100 bucks, something like that, right? And then I was going to just decide who had like the best abs at that day. And then like the next year, Somebody else was like, hey, man, I want it on this next year. And I was like, all right, so instead of an ab contest, this will be like an upper body contest, right? Like, who's, go- who's in the best shape next year at this time? And then little by little, it just became this, like, casual bodybuilding contest that we had at the gym. So, like, the year late after that, there was, like, six guys. And, again, these guys weren't at the level they could compete in an organized sanctioned contest, but... It was super fun. So they got dieted down. They, they did a couple poses. You know, they had their shorts on. And I think by the you know, fourth year, we had trophies and um, 
music and routines. I mean, it was awesome, right? So, you know, fast forward here at Iron Legion, you know, we're not a bodybuilding gym per se, but we had people more interested in powerlifting um, and things of that nature. But again, maybe people who weren't quite ready to take it to a, a sanctioned bodybuilding meet. So we decided, hey, let's put on, you know, our own meet here and let's do it for charity. Um, and we started doing it for Operation Change. So I think the first, uh, something we called Operation Change, sorry, and we did it for Make-A-Wish. Um, so I think the first year we might have raised about $4,000, uh, maybe even less than that for, for Make-A-Wish. And then we've done it every year and it's steadily gone up to where this past year, I think we did like $30,000 in, in a one day event for Make-A-Wish. So it's pretty amazing. So yesterday's field day, um, we had always talked about, you know, we, we love these charity events so much. I think for everybody that works for us at Iron Legion would tell you, it's like their favorite day of the year, the Operation Change Deadlift event. It's just so much energy, so much fun, uh, and to be doing something like such a joint mission, right? Like everybody who works for the gym, everybody who attends, everybody who participates, the Make-A-Wish team, it's just so, the good vibes are so everywhere that we all love it man uh john even referred to it once as like his it's like his his adult version of christmas right so we've been talking for a long time about like we should have something in the spring right since that's always in the fall uh but we just kind of never knew what to do we didn't really have the uh like would we do it for make a wish again or something else so a few months ago um you know a, a family in the gym uh the husband was diagnosed with stage four cancer out of kind of out of nowhere and they had a GoFundMe going and uh, somebody put a post in the private page to see if we could get some help but didn't really get a whole lot of traction for, for whatever reason uh, and then around the same time um, a young lady approached me who her son was actually a recipient of a Make-A-Wish and she was just telling me how the Make-A-Wish and Operation Change down our our, our event didn't benefit her directly but she was just talking about how make-a-wish in general uh helped her and her son who's got a very very rare genetic disease and um it's basically terminal for children and he's like eight and losing his sight uh and his hearing uh, a little bit every day and it was just kind of broke my heart so i was like all right man we gotta this is what we need to do right we need to help these local families right under our nose and maybe a spring event is how we do it, right? Because, like, time is of the essence. Like, we don't have a whole lot of time. Like, got someone with cancer, their family needs help right away. You know, this little boy needs help right away. We can't say, hey, it's going to fit our time schedule for next year. So we're like, all right, it's almost summer. we got to get this on the books before summer's here and everybody's out for summer vacation and is not around on the weekends. we got to get it going. Um... And then we start looking at our calendars and we're like, all right, you know, I'm away here. We have this event going on here. We, have like, we ended up with like one weekend. And we're like, all right, I guess it's going to be this weekend. And that was probably five weeks ago. Um, so again, like most people would not recommend trying to create, plan, get participants for, you know, like an event in five weeks um, especially not at the scale that we like to do things right um, but 
my point of this is I believe that overthinking is what stops most people from getting anywhere. The desire for it to be just right or the fear of it not being just right um, is what stops most people. So we had a meeting and said, all right, here's what we need and started banging out some ideas, right? We could do a fire truck pull. I've always thought like dunk tank is just freaking fun, right? I, I didn't even have the first idea how one finds a dunk tank. But I was like, all right, we'll get a dunk tank. And what else could we do outside? What else is fun? Oh, tug of war is always fun. That's cool. Let's do tug of war. What else could we do? So, right, we start thinking about people who um, do strongman outdoor stuff. And like, okay, John will reach out to him. Katie will reach out and find us a fire truck. Katie, find us a, a dunk tank somewhere. And let's see if we can get some outdoor space nearby. Uh, ooh, I think we can do it. You can do a, they have this thing you hook up to a car where you can deadlift it. Maybe we can get that donated. Maybe the police department would do it. Like, these are how ideas just start rolling, okay? Now, next thing you know, uh, we, we like, delegated who's going to take care of what. Like, John had the connections with the strongman stuff. Katie was going to go out and find everybody like find the dunk tank, find the, um, uh, the, the location, do all that stuff. And I was going to reach out to fellow gym owners and business owners that I know, like that's my area is the networking, right? Like I have built up a pretty solid community of people who want to help and want to do cool shit. So I sent a bunch of texts, a bunch of emails and within couple hours I had people you know saying I'm in man just tell me what to do tell me where you need me to be tell me how much you need me to pay and then you know fast forward to the event and we had probably 50 plus people there somewhere between 50 and 100 um, news was there had video being shot had like five six seven eight other gyms and businesses sponsoring showing up participating both families were there. Uh, I think at the end of the day, we're going to end up raising about five grand total with uh, 2,500 going to each family, right? Now, that's not really where I want to be personally for them because I just have high standards for what I, like the amount of money I wanted to raise for these people knowing how much help they need shit man i want to see 10 grand going to each person but i'm realistic for something that we put together out of nowhere um 2500 for each family i think is pretty solid um but my point is like a lot of people will look at this and be like man that was so awesome oh i wish i could do something like that and like but but if you start to think about how much how do i say this like we didn't know what the fuck we were doing is what I'm going to say, right? And there's a lot of things that could have gone wrong. There's things that did go wrong. There are things I will do definitely. And I wouldn't say wrong. There's just things that you're like, oh, man, we should have done this. Oh, man, we could have done that, right? So, for example, like we paid, uh, you know, 200 bucks for the dunk tank that had to come out of the donations to pay for that, Right? I, we never even thought to ask 
the party rental place to donate it because it was a charity event. I bet you if we did, we would have got that for free. Um, I paid for like 30 event t-shirts and I always get high quality nice shirts that cost a lot. Um, you know, we probably sold 13. So that was a, an upfront cost that I shouldn't have spent. Um, I could have gotten cheaper t-shirts, but I don't really like to do that. I could have just skipped the t-shirts or just budgeted to spend like 20, I don't know, buy like 15 t-shirts and give them away. Like, I don't know, but we, but like none of it, like we didn't have a plan for if it rained. Now, luckily it was perfect weather, but like, what if it rained? We would have been screwed. So the only way to figure that shit out though, is to try it, right? Like next year, we'll know. Get everybody to donate everything. Don't pay for anything up front. Ask around to the party rental places until somebody will donate it. Um, think differently about the shirts or maybe sell them ahead of time instead of buying them first. But again, I thought about it too late. Like I just didn't have time to do a pre-order. So I just uh, bought a bunch and crossed my fingers thinking that people would want them. Um, I would plan next year for some kind of uh, option if it's raining, right? We didn't plan for that and we got lucky. But my point is like you're not going to be able to think through all the things you're going to make some mistakes. You're going to do some things wrong. Uh, this is the same for business. You know, um, I can spend a whole podcast about different business things that I've tried and worked, didn't work, totally didn't work, worked a little bit, things that I would do differently. But the most important thing was just trying. If you sit here and think about what are all the things that could go wrong? How should I do this? How do I make sure this is just right? Like, you'll never do it. And this is not a new message from me. This is something I've, I've said a million times. The other thing is, the, the biggest part about this is, and this is where most people go wrong, I believe, is the energy, the excitement, the motivation to start whatever thing you're thinking about is fleeting, right? So if you, if I had this, if we had this idea for the charity event and didn't, start putting pencil to paper and didn't start making phone calls and just go it would have never happened because we would have waited two weeks and then realized oh man you know what i mean it's already almost june and it's going to be too busy and then uh we're into summer and then well shit once we're into summer we already have a fall event we can't do it in the fall because that will be back to back with operation change and people will be charitied out so we'll have to wait this would have been this would have been delayed by an entire year and guess what the families that needed our help don't have a fucking year to wait right so when you have this idea for a thing right and again this could be anything this could be like man you know how many people have 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 reached out to me about starting jujitsu and then fucking something comes up, right? Ah, man, I couldn't start. I'm changing jobs. I'm moving. My schedule changed. My blah, 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 blah. And like, I talked to them in a year and they still haven't started because of this, that, and the other thing, right? Um, Again, I've mentioned this a million times. Somebody wants to start a business and they're still trying to decide what the name should be. Should it be a podcast or a YouTube channel or should they have a website or just a Facebook page? Like, 
it doesn't fucking matter, man. What matters is starting and then realizing, hey, I started with a YouTube channel, but that was too much work, so I switched to a podcast. That didn't really work, so I just started a business. Like, that's how people that are succeeding succeed is because they just fucking start and then sort it out as they go and keep doing what's working, stop doing what doesn't work. But sitting around and thinking about it, right? If we were still thinking about what to name the event, like we didn't have a name for it. I went home, I opened up Canva. I thought about it for about 20 minutes. I came up with a name. I made a design. Bam, that became the event flyer. I sent out um, that design for uh, that to become the t-shirts. This all took like two hours, right? was Battle in the Brook the best name? I don't know. Actually, it turned out to be a pretty dope name. And t-shirts and design came out fucking sick. But, like, I don't know. I could I could still be thinking of the name. I could still be thinking of designs. I could still be asking 42 friends for their opinion of the name, of the design, of where we should have it, of what we should exactly do. Like, getting a little bit of advice is kind of helpful sometimes, but sometimes most people are so uh, indecisive and insecure about what they're doing that they ask a million people, they get a million suggestions, and they're not any closer to doing anything because they just have more ideas to get confused with. So my suggestion is just, to some degree, ready, fire, aim, meaning think about it a little bit, put some thought into it, and start fucking going. Start doing something towards it. Worry about the details later. Don't worry about making mistakes because you will, and that's okay. Um, None of them are usually life-altering or irreversible, but what I can guarantee will cause you to fail is not starting because you're trying to think everything through before you even start. All right, have a great day, guys.